Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Parks and Travel Show. Uh, we're excited to welcome back travel writer, author, novelist, Linda Ballou back to the show. And she's joining us to talk about her adventures this year on Kauai, which is the oldest island in the Hawaiian chain. Her story is up on nationalparktraveling.com. And uh, you know what? All the links are in the show notes. So whether you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook or listening out on Spotify or Apple or Google or wherever you're listening, the show notes are there. Um, I also encourage you to go to her website, lostangeladventures.com, because she's got an awesome uh, book series. It's kind of like travel memoirs, uh, talking about her adventures uh, in California and around the world and Alaska. I mean, everywhere. So welcome back. How are you, Linda? I'm fabulous, Lisa. Hey. I'm really good. You know, I just came home from paradise, so I'm in good shape. That's good. And sadly, you know, as we're talking, uh, we're all seeing what's going on with Maui and uh, so sad about Lahaina. And, you know, just our hearts are with everyone going through that, uh, those wildfires. And it's just it's one of those places you would never expect to see. Well, you live in Southern California. We've been through fires. You know about fires. Right. You've been traveling about- Oregon. You, you were <laughs> Australia. I mean, we all know about this like detours, but um, for travelers, it can be scary, but I think it, our hearts are really with the people of the of the land, you know? Right. You know, I mean, Hawaii is no stranger to natural disasters. No kidding. And, yeah, volcanoes. Uh, yeah, and- the, uh, the big island is always having growing pains, you know, and in the last year, uh, they almost took out the, oh, the highway that goes on the Gold Coast, which have been very tragic, but it didn't. Uh, but it did take out a big area of Puna and the other big flows. So there have been a lot of... And of course, the islands are subject to tsunamis, you know, if you have an earthquake under the ocean. And in, uh, in 1992, on Kauai, there was Aniki, the hurricane, uh, which took out, re- reconfigured the south shore totally. Mm. You know, so I'm not making light of it. I'm just saying that the people of the islands are resilient Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've seen a coming together, not just of the island people supporting one another, but from all over the world mm-hmm. and the United States. Now, I heard Zuckerman gave $100 million, but I don't know if that's true. But well, and then I also heard Bezos do the same thing. So I think if all these rich dudes yeah. up there should start shelling it out, it's about time. But, you know, they also have, I know that Zuckerberg lives there too, has, you know, property right. there. Right, he has huge um, land yeah. there. Right. Yeah. So... I, I think, you know, this is the thing as, uh, you know, visitors to these places that, you know, created memories for us. We've got to support them in any way we can. Um, I also just say where, where where we donate and do things um, to make sure that they're accredited places that you're giving money to. Right. Uh, well, there, there are all sorts of ways to be giving and, and there has been a lot of giving. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, Lahaina will recover. We don't know in how, in what way and how it's going to shape and, you know, come back, but it will. Mm-hmm. Well, you lived in Hawaii, so this is something, you know, also I know from your heart, you and Kauai. So this going back to Kauai was kind of like a going back, you know, in time for you and seeing did things change. Right, and, right. And your, how did your heart feel going back? Let's oh, go there. Know, 
you know, it was a very tender journey for me. And um, it was a real meander down memory lane. And so many things have changed. Uh, you know, for instance, the South Shore, where Aniki did reconfigure the, the coastline altogether. I mean, that was all completely different from what I remembered uh, when I lived on the islands in 1978. And um, Poipu Beach, which was my favorite beach to swim, and it was a deep azure pool at the time when I was there. And now it's an expansive wide, uh, you know, sweep of sand and it's, you know, it's very beautiful, but it's shallow. It's, it, and, and oh, it's, wow. good, it's good for snorkeling, but it's not great for swimming. I mean, the whole, the whole thing has changed. The other thing that they did on the South shore that was all new, which I really, really, really enjoyed was a coastal trail uh, from mm. uh, Poipu area that towards Lahui. Well, that whole coastline was inaccessible when I was there. Oh, and wow. now it's been opened up to this really lovely heritage trail, they call it. And it, it's, it's not quite as staggeringly beautiful as the Nepali coast, which you see behind me, and the Kalalau Trail, which is so famous. Uh, but it's absolutely gorgeous, and it's an easy hike. And uh, you don't have to get a permit or a reservation or any of that, like you have to do with so many of the national and state parks these days. Mm -hmm. uh, you can just go. Um, you just need to know that it's there. Mm. Well, <laughs> uh, that's, you, there's also Waimea. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing any of this correctly, but you say that that's kind of like the Grand Canyon of the Pacific. Yeah, you know? right. You're going to... I. Basically, there's three, uh, there's many facets to the island of Kauai, okay? The south shore is the sunny side where you can always count on beautiful sun-blown <laughs> sun days, turquoise water, and that's where our, the main resorts are. That's, you know, all along the coast there are the resorts. But just an easy day trip from there, you go up into the mountains um, and on a narrow winding road that's kind of like a roller coaster ride. It's really kind of fun. It's a good road, but it, it's kind of, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I, somebody but, else better be driving road. <laughs> yeah. And then there are many pull offs where you can, you can just gaze over into this canyon, which is very dramatic. There's waterfalls coming down the sides and it has, it, it's, it's a many colors, you know, orange and green and uh, variegated colors and it's quite dramatic but if you keep going up the hill they have pullouts and I think uh, paid pullouts and and viewing stations which I think is worth paying for um, you know it's supporting the park for starters but you do get a really glorious view and then on the upper lookout there are trails many many mm -hmm. trails that go off along the ridge which you know uh, are very dramatic to hike but then you go even higher <laughs> and you go to the Koke Lodge and the Koke Museum, which is really worth a stop, you know, not just to get lunch and enjoy really mountain air because you're, you know, you're, you're wow. out of, it's a completely different microclimate. And then you go even a wee bit higher and you go to the Kalalau Lookout. Now you see the Pali behind me or the mountains, mm -hmm. they call them the Pali. You see this view from the top side down up there. 
Oh, wow. And it's really gorgeous. It's really, and it's really worth doing and seeing. And once again, there are trails there. I really highly recommend this uh, app. It's called All Trails. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a subscription thing, but it's so worth it. You, you know, it, there are 91 trails on Kauai. And oh, nice. this app, you can get the trail directions to the trailheads and, you know, reviews as to how difficult and, you know, and people, have, you know, hiking it recently give you a review, which is very, very helpful. Uh, so that is something and they give you GPS directions, you hit directions and it will, you know, take you to to the directions on GPS, which is really great, I think, you mm -hmm. know. I think it's like 10 bucks or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's helpful. It is. It's I mean, it's not just Hawaii. It's all over. I used it all over mm -hmm. when I was in Colorado. You know, it was really, really a good little thing to have. So anyway, there are many, many hiking trails. And it's a completely different world up there than down on the coast. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, that's Waimea Canyon. So they and call it the Grand, like the little Grand Canyon, basically. Right, it's about of 10 it miles long. It's about 10 miles long. It's very dramatic. It is not as dramatic as our Grand Canyon, but they never, you know. But it's, it's each one has its thing. I mean, I, I went to the little Grand Canyon in Kasachi National Forest in Louisiana. And I'm, and I'm like, you got some buttes. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was, you know, but it is for each state. They try to kind of do that and, and go, Okay, this is our version of it, but there's no way it's going to be the same as, but there's some reminiscent parts and it's got to do with geology and, and hoodoos and all of that good stuff. But what it seems like to me, it's like when you went to Kauai that you were getting like, you know, botanical gardens, you, you went off and found out about, uh, right. you know, there's that, all these farms and right, you know, right. kayaking. Ooh. <laughs> You know I love the kayaking. Yeah, well, I saved that for my very last day in case I racked my body up, you know. But uh, <laughs> I went to calmer events. Like, uh, really a highlight for me when you talk about gardens was I discovered Allerton Garden, which is on the Poipu side of the island on the south shore. And I, when I was living on the island, the, the Allertons, um, John Allerton, bought this property in 1938. He bought a whole canyon. It's called the Levi, Levi Canyon and oh, wow. Beach. And he bought the whole canyon for $50,000 <laughs> wow. in, in 1938. And he was, uh, he, he inherited his money. His father was an industrialist mm -hmm. and he had an artistic uh, inclination. And um, he had a partner who was an architect so he and robert allerton and his partner john went around the world gathering tropical plants from around the world i mean and statuary they liked statuary from rome and florence they created uh what they called garden rooms and it's just fascinating it's like a combination of an english garden with a tropical jungle i mean it's really mm. um and they created these rooms with these water elements i really loved the path of the pools where you had uh, you know sequential waterfalls and pools and you know ferns and all sorts of you know plants that you can imagine and these huge towering trees that i guess they were like amazonian figs well this garden is so dramatic and so charming you know uh, they just created this uh, really delightful world 
and uh, Steven Spielberg agreed, and he uh, rented the park for three months to film Jurassic Park. That's amazing. And there's yeah. ferns in this region, because you also talked right. about in some of the places there's fern grottos. And whenever right. we go to a place in parks and we see ferns, Nancy starts going, it's Jurassic Park. It's my favorite place. <laughs> well, it actually was filmed there, so that was fun. And um they still have some dinosaur eggs there for the kids to find in the trees. Oh, cool. Oh, that's cute. That's really cute. <laughs> so it's all, yeah. it's docent led. You, you have to go to the visitor center and it's a three mile uh, shuttle into the park. And so this way they're really preserving it. You know, they're mm -hmm. not letting it be run over by people who don't mm -hmm. have a respect. And um, the docents are all volunteers. And it's just a really, really wonderful find. And it was happening when I was living on the island, but I had no consciousness of it. It wasn't open to the public until um, the early uh, 1990s. Um, Robert Allerton passed. Mm. Uh, and he had adopted John so that John could inherit his money and his car. Oh. Isn't that good? I love That's a that. good way of doing it. I love that, that he got, they got around that one. That's a good one. That is a good one. I think that was very clever. Hey, so. you got to do what you got to do, you know. <laughs> good for so, them. Yeah, so then John, when he passed, he gave the park to the state. So, you know, they were, living, they were living there in seclusion for all those years, you know. And I've been back to the islands many times, and, I, and this was the first time I... <laughs> have been to that garden and I thought it was just wonderful so well, I remember when you were there too that you went to a chocolate farm and I saw you on Facebook and you're you're like you're so happy you're like I didn't know about this like you I, right. I was not a coffee so I didn't think about chocolate. right you don't think about them growing chocolate in Hawaii well this is apparently there's more than one chocolate farm in Hawaii but this is the largest one on Hawaii and it's a combination of a tropical garden once again um, the Lydgates collected plants from all around the world, and uh, part of the tour takes takes you to through the plants through the tropical mm -hmm. garden, and so uh, you you get educated on that front, um, and and then you have these stations where you have the opportunity they give you tastings of the different fruits that are in the garden, you know, mango and papaya. And oh yay. And and then you have uh, you're educated in the chocolate process, which really is just as um, extensive as wine. You know, it, it really is a complicated process that I had no idea. And they give you tastings of different chocolates from around the world so that you can compare the flavors. Mm -hmm. And when you're done That's with that. This is a mandatory tour for every chocoholic. I love that you put that in your article. This is mandatory. I'm like, I'm with you. You don't have to tell me. I'm in. Really? I mean, but okay. I think, yeah, you want to have of, to understand it. You know, you want understanding, you know. You will come out of there with an educated palate, a more discerning palate, and you will not settle oh. for less than organic chocolate after that, you know. So, no, it's very <laughs> cool. It's a lovely tour. And uh, highly recommend it. That is in the uh, foothills behind Kapaha, which is on the east side of the island. Wow. So you're seeing a lot of what can be grown. And on, on the natural side, where here you are in parks and, and nature is doing her thing. And then here's what, what's being grown. And you're saying that so organic, right? So you're talking about organic chocolate. So are, are some of the farms and gardens looking at being more uh, oh, sustainable that way? Absolutely. Definitely on Kauai, they're very... Uh, into you know natural 
gardening and you know, farm to table stuff. And there's a lot of vegans there. And one of the things I learned about breadfruit is Ooh. that um, the vegans are using it for meat. Uh, meat substitute. Apparently, oh. it ha can take on a the flavor of a hamburger. <laughs> so they're using breadfruit hamburgers. Now they don't say breadfruit hamburgers. You know, they say vegan burgers. But I thought yeah. that was kind of interesting. Huh. You know, they're well, very yeah. much into uh, holistic foods and you know a natural way of living. Period. All the way wonderful. around. Wonderful. That's wonderful, and I think it's important. Well, being on islands, you know, islands really have to be more you know, that way, because, you know, it's, you, you are, I mean, I just wish the rest of the world would catch on to islands life because I, you know, island people are smart people. They mm -hmm. understand the goldfish bowl kind of concept <laughs> more than, you know, if you're in on mainland America, which America is so big, you don't, we don't seem to grasp the idea as well. Sometimes when we're not growing our own so food, we're not growing our own food, which a lot of the people who live on the island are growing a lot of their own not just because of the health issues, but because it's much more affordable to grow your own. Right. Food. It's very, very expensive to live in the islands. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, the combination of that, you know, a lot of people have their own uh, vegetable gardens and so on. Yeah. And you've got the weather for it. So what was it like in the in the resorts? Because the one place where you're saying you're talking about how oh, you've got your own pool and a little oh waterfall God. for you. Oh, my God. Okay. Like, I, I was, you know, I have to be honest. I don't normally get to stay in these luxurious. Normally days. you're camping on the side of well, a river. You know, I'm an outdoor adventure travel rider, right? So I uh, river rafting and whatever. But uh, I do love the comfort of a resort and the uh, Sheraton on the coconut coast, which is on the east side is a, it's like, it's a party there all the time because it's kind of cozy. Okay. It drops <laughs> around the courtyard and the courtyard has this expansive pool and a bubbling spa right next to it. And then there's the ocean and along the ocean, there's hammocks and chairs. And then right next door off the pool area is the crooked surf beach bar. So you have live music oh. every night. Nice. I love that. <laughs> You've got the pool and the spa and the, and the people having fun. And, uh, you know, it all shuts down no later than, I would say, 10 o'clock because, you know, it's people come there to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So they don't let it go on too long. But it, it's really a happy, happy hour. And it's fun. It is a fun place. And of course, there's a restaurant on site. And they had a nice breakfast uh option which was good because then you didn't have to venture out you know to you know to start yes. the day so anyway uh it's only six miles from the airport which was really handy because like i came in at night and um early evening it was still light but you know i wasn't really wanting to explore <laughs> at night yeah different roads right and even though the island is not that complicated at dark you can get turned around so and uh hurricane clive i believe it was clive had just had been threatening my flight mm -hmm. i thought it might be canceled because the hurricane was crossing over the islands as i was flying in but uh, apparently it you know it just was very gusty wind when i landed um it, the, it was an angry sea, you know, and it was really whipping up and it was super windy and it was raining and I'm going, oh boy, <laughs> this is going to be fun. Here we go. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, well, all right, you know, you take, you, you take, you spend your time, you take your chances, but you know, uh, 
the next morning it broke clear and it was a gorgeous day in paradise. So that's the way wow. it is in the islands. You have to be prepared. Uh, I suggest you carry an umbrella with you <laughs> because yeah. any, given day, any given day, you're going to maybe get a, a shower or two, but uh, it's not cold rain. You know, it's tropical rain. And, you know, so most oh. people just walk through and don't even bother with an umbrella. But uh, I kind of like an, a rain jacket or an umbrella. So, uh, so yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's was, neat. I mean, that you was have, like... Sheraton. That was the Sheraton on the Kapaha side. Uh, yeah. Kapaha is a kind of a, a old-fashioned little town there, um, walking pedestrian town. And you can, you know, get smoothies and really good fruit smoothies there and uh, cool off from the beach day. And it's fun shopping there. I picked up some fun stuff. So, yeah. And then on the east side, uh, you got to go to Waimea uh, Falls. Wailua Falls, excuse me. Wailua means Twin Falls. Okay, yeah. The Wailua River is where the Smith Company has been taking people up to the Fern Grotto to get married mm -hmm. since 1946. Now, yeah. it's a very touristy kind of a thing to do, uh, you know, but you know what? It's a covered boat, and it's nice to get in the shade when you're in the tropics. It's a real relaxed way to get on the river, and you, you they do, you know, they have Hawaiian music. They're dancing, and they sing, and you know, I mean, I I really enjoyed it, you know. Yeah, a bus full of tourists did join me on that experience. But it's okay. I mean, it was beautiful. And um, the grotto is, of course, very special. Now, it got in uh, the Aniki thing. All of it was wiped out. But it's all recovered now and come back. The ferns, all of the plants and everything were, were wiped out of the fern oh, grotto. Wow. But it has recovered and uh, marriage ceremonies are performed there daily, just about. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So it kind of feels like Blue Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. But, but like I say, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's a really nice, relaxed, easy way to get on the river. Now, you can also mm. kayak on the river mm. up to a, and do a hike across a river uh, to a waterfall. Frankly, I didn't feel that energetic. Yeah, no, it's, not that day. It, yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, you fly in from a place, you know, and then it's like different climate changes too, you know, affect your body. And it's like, do what you feel like, you know, and you just, we've done so many um, interviews on health and travel, and you should listen to your body when your body says, Absolutely. no. Absolutely. Really? Well, I, I, you know, I needed a restorative holiday, Lisa. That's oh, what that's I nice. personally needed. You know, I'm older now than before. <laughs> and I needed the restorative aspects of the island, you know, being, I swam every day. I yeah. found Lydgate Beach, and Lydgate Beach is just at the mouth of the Wailua River. And the surf around on the eastern side is really generally a little bit too much for, for me, and I think the average swimmer. I mean, for surfers, you know, who can handle, you know, big waves mm -hmm. and stuff, it's wonderful. They love it. But uh, they have built a rock pool at Lydgate Beach. For, oh, I love those. Uh, for people like me. No, but I love rock <laughs> pools. And it's oh. like, it's wonderful because you have the ocean water, which is yeah. so buoyant and so lovely. 
you know, I don't like swimming in pools because of the chemicals. I like swimming in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And um, it was wonderful. I mean, I, you know, all of the beaches in Hawaii, I want to say that they all have clean facilities, bathrooms, changing rooms, and, the, and a lifeguard is important. And this beach has a lifeguard. And uh, it's it, it really, really, I made it a point. I was went there several times in my week. I made it this, a point this, to get but back. But that's the thing. There's nothing like being, the beach does things. I think there's such, when you talk about a restorative holiday, I mean, the beach, I, I know that the, just the waves make you feel better. There's, it's embryonic being in the water. It makes right. you calm. And I think the world could use some doses of beach therapy, you know? Right. And in this particular situation, you can relax totally. You can float on your back and not worry about being knocked over by a wave. And it's fun because the the waves are crashing over this rock. I love pool. that's what I love about pool. rock pools. And I'm going, you know, I'm going. You can't get me. <laughs> well, we we had we had rock pools in Shelly Beach, South Africa. And Shelly Beach was like on the east coast, but like, no, Margate, Natal, and there we really got white sharks out there but they had rock well, there's that and uh, there's that you Great know when whites. i was in yeah. australia i went to and i don't want to badmouth australia but i was up on the in the daintree region uh at mm. palm cove and there was a lovely beach in front of the hotel uh, just gorgeous but unfortunately there were uh salt water sharks and yeah. uh, stinger jellies that will kill you oh, oh yeah you know so i mean it's like the thing about Hawaii is benign. There's no snakes. There's no big mean creatures. There's no snakes. There's no snakes. So it's like New Zealand Hawaii. almost. It's like that. Well, yeah, because it's all in that same. Well, this is what, what I got from your article. And even, you know, talking with you today is that you can take this at your own pace. If you want to go right. surf, if you want to kayak, if you want to do Absolutely. some higher yeah. elevation trails and really right. get rugged, you can. Or if you want right. to chill out or mix it up on your holiday, you can here. Well, we, you asked me about resorts. Let me say about the Koloa Landing Resort. Oh, yeah, yeah. Over in the Poipu area. That's where I was up on the fourth floor with a, a view of the sea and the sunset. And down below me was the tranquility pool that was just for adult use. No kids. Thank you much. Look, I love kids. They're darling. You know, uh, it's a survival mechanism. If they weren't so cute, they wouldn't make it, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, uh, I really relished the idea adult, of adult adult time. Yeah, yeah. So it had a, a an outdoor spa and a waterfalls going into the pool. So you know, in the morning I would do the spa and then, then the swim. I mean, a beautiful way to start your day. You know, I mean, it was real therapeutic, and I really yeah. do feel so much better after my week in the islands because. Uh, it is, it's nurturing, it's nurturing, mm. it's restorative, it's beautiful. And uh, the secret to youth is to fill your mind with beauty. Well, that's what there you, you do. And you still were doing physical activity. It's sure. not just lying on the beach. You know no. what I mean? And I, I think, I, I think sometimes we all think, oh, I just want to go lay beside the pool. And that's that. That's not no. necessarily restorative. That's not. No, I, I made it a point to check out the Heritage Trail. I walked the Heritage Trail, which was really, really nice. And if when you get to the access, uh, if you go to the left, you have a real rugged beach. If you go to the right, you have a very civilized path that takes you by the resorts with all of their beautiful gardens and waterfalls. And, you know, it, it's just nice. So and then, of course, swimming every day. 
Um, and then um, the garden tours, you know, were very mm -hmm. nice. No, I didn't just lay by the beach, but I, like I said, no, I said, no, you got out there. And that's what I think. For the last day, so I said, oh, that's cool. Polly Coast, which you're, which is behind me, for the last day. Now, when I, because I knew it was rugged, when I lived there, I hiked the Nepali Coast Trail two miles in and then two miles up to the Hanukapi Waterfall. And there was a, a pool beneath the waterfall and you could swim there. And my girlfriend and I would go up there and picnic and it would be all just ours, you know, and it was just magical. Now, today you have to make a reservation. They had a flood okay. uh, 2018 on the North Shore, mm -hmm. another natural hazard mm -hmm. catastrophe that took out the road to the trail and these charming little bridges that went over creeks and things. It was one one lane roads and very sweet and, and one of the best swimming beaches there. So today, but word in the meantime, it's been restored. They built the bridges. Awesome. The road is back open. Hanalei Bay is there. And um, but it's now it's a, a, a park, a state park. And you have to make a reservation and they have and you have to get permits to go into the trail. And you have to take a shuttle from Hanalei into that area. Just like when I went to the Rocky Mountain Park, you had to get a shuttle. You had to make reservations right. and all of that. And there were a ton of people. And that's the way it is there now. Now, if you haven't hiked the Kalalau Trail, I would say, yes, it's worth it. Uh, but for me, it was, let's just keep that little special memory in our, in our heart and mind. Yeah and take this kayak trip down the Hanalei River and go out into the ocean a little bit on your kayak Ooh. and go into Secret Beach for your snorkeling and your picnic. <laughs> that sounded like a really good trip to me. That so sounds good. It was fabulous. It was absolutely fabulous. And it was just at my level. You know, um, I, ha I don't want to talk about my health. I'm just saying I'm older, okay? So I have to be careful about what I commit myself mm -hmm. to. So it was just wonderful to get out on the river. And in the beginning of the trip, I was at the head of the pack. I was the only one who had their own kayak. Most people go in couples. And by the way, you have to, you don't have to have any kayaking experience for this trip. They, cool. It, it's just not that tough. So I'm at the head of the pack. I'm like right there with the guide paddling along and you know, feeling no pain. We go out onto the ocean and then now you're in these waves and that was like exciting. I'm going, wow, wow. You know, some of, you know, I could be tipped here and it wouldn't be fun. So that was exciting, but managed to just stay behind your guide. And then we did our snorkeling thing and lunch. And then on the way back, we had the ocean current with us. So that was oh. no worry. But then when we went to go back up the river, the winds had picked up, the, the afternoon winds. Oh, wow. And, I'm, and now I'm paddling in a headwind, and I was falling behind. I kept my <laughs> God, where's the rescue boat? You know? <laughs> yeah, where's, where's the horse? As one, where, so I had to get a second wind. But uh, well, it had to go with your book with, where she was riding on dolphins. Where are the dolphins <laughs> to come and pick you up out of the really? kayak? No one was going to help me. Not, you know, not my darling guys, very cute guys. You know, they were way ahead of me. Everybody was way ahead of me. Oh, so anyway, awesome. but it was wonderful. It was really wonderful. And Hanalei Bay is still absolutely gorgeous and wonderful. And there are easy access, even though there are homes now all along the bay. When I was there, there were no homes. 
And of yeah. course, you know, with the filming of The Descendants, you know, um, the film Clooney was in, um, sitting at the Tahiti Nui Bar. Now that is a, a raging. So a lot of movie history, you know. Well, yeah, you know, it's going to change. Song was being filmed when I was there. Bally High was filmed there way before. And it's it's very dramatic. It's still very dramatic. It's still gorgeous. And even though there is a lot more, there are a lot more homes. It's not like a resort thing, though. They're private homes. It's like wealthy people have bought up mm -hmm. the land. And I went back to Anini Beach, which was where I lived at the end of the road in a pole house on the beach. And uh, literally, oh, I don't know, maybe there were half a dozen homes on the on the Anini Road. Uh, and now there are many homes on the bluff, but the beach itself is still quite spectacular, easily accessed and just lovely to stroll. Mm -hmm. It's peaceful. There's a reef there that it blocks the waves, so it's tranquil and sweet. It, it's really lovely still. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's awesome because, you know, when you go back, you know, like Nancy and I always talk about Kenya and going back, you know, we were looking up our old neighborhood of Karen um, in, in Kenya's outside Nairobi, named after Karen Blixen, you know, out of Africa and um, all of that. Right, right, we actually right. used to live on her land and, and her servants' wow. quarters, which was really? turned into a cottage. And so we looked it up and we're like, oh, my God, this is like the Beverly Hills of, of Kenya. What the yeah. heck? Well, I, that's, you know, we, I mean, we need, uh, we need Jeff Bezos money to go move there. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's like, what happened? You know, that's the North Shore. The North Shore has been bought up by super wealthy people. You just have to remember that you're so lucky to be where you are when you are. Well, and sometimes blessed. we forget that. You know I what I mean? I am so blessed that I was there. Yeah. You know, what I did when I was 28 years old was I dropped out of society and landed on the North Shore of Kauai, and I lived there for one year, and it was the most transformative, blissful year of my life, and I've had a lot of good years, but it was so special, um, you know, at that time, not just for me, but the island itself was going through a very special time. Um, Taylor's camp was happening there, which was a a colony of hippies um, who were living in tree houses. <laughs> cool. It was Elizabeth Taylor's brother gave them the land to put their tree houses up in. <laughs> Didn't you write about this? I did. I, I wrote about yeah. Bobo. Bobo lived yeah. in a tree house and um, she swam. You see that Nepali coast behind me? She mm -hmm. would swim the Nepali coast by herself. And she was uh, the one who got me into thinking, you know, uh, about my main character having a friendship with a dolphin in Wainani because mm -hmm. she would play with the dolphins and they would come with her. and gone That's along. it. Wainani. Everybody, everyone has to read Wainani. I, oh, you know, thank you, dear. <laughs> did, you, did you think about that when you were there? Like, did you kind of reflect on Wainani as well? Yeah, when I, well, that's where the, 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 the seed was planted. I didn't know it at the time, but that was where the seed for my novel was planted. And all these experiences, like my interview with Bobo uh, and, uh, you know, how it was for her to swim those long distance swims by herself and just befriended by dolphins. I mean, it stuck with me that, you know, that was a real thing that people do. <laughs> Yeah. And of course, and, and why, and listen, why Nani, man? And then there's the lava tubes and, and then there's like, oh, there's a little romance. Linda likes to throw a lot of romance in her books and she does. 
what's life without romance, Lisa? Hey, that's true. And you know, really, because I, I, I'll never forget reading Why Nani and I'll come running out to Nancy. Nancy, you should read what Linda just wrote. <laughs> I'm like, Linda. Uh, well, you know, I got it's not, it's, not, it's not over the top, but I just go, you just did an important travel interview. And now I'm going, whoo. You know, she's looking at landscapes of where, you know, nookie can happen around the next rock. <laughs> well, I got in trouble, you know, for uh, Embrace of the Wild. And I mention it because, you know, that first third of that oh, book Isabella is, Bird, set yes. in, is set in the islands. Uh, but I got taken. That's right. Yeah. I, and, uh, because I allowed, you know, Isabella Bird, a Victorian age <laughs> explorer, to have a sexual experience with Rocky Mountain Jim and an English woman. Oh, come on. Who doesn't want to hang out with Rocky Mountain Jim right. at least for one so night? An, come on. An English woman who also wrote about Isabella said, oh, you know, with her Victorian <laughs> background, she would have kept her stays in place. That's not true. I said, no, not, I don't believe that. I don't know because not everyone all. would have. I believe, I believe. She was a free spirit. and 40-year-old virgin would have had Priscilla Thew did the same thing. She, I mean, she's the one who rode around on her horse, and and that's why Sequoia National Park is as big as it is. She inspired Ansel Adams, and she, here she was in the 30s and 40s on horseback on her own in the wilderness in the Sierra Nevadas. And I'm like, she had her husband, and and literally, and <laughs> and had a good time, and she did everything you weren't supposed to. You were supposed to keep your skirts this way. And there was all, there's always a percentage of women who said no. And that's why we are able to do what we do now. So, you know, it not, right. you cannot look right. at, look at, look at Karen Blixen in, in Africa. Hell no, it didn't, it, it just didn't work that way. Not every single woman in the Victorian era will do that. There were naughty women all throughout history. Right. There's always been love. Affair there's all a free, free spirited women who right. know who they are. Right. And take chances. And I think like with Isabella Bird, because of her injuries, it's like Frida Kahlo, right? Same right. kind of time frame. Frida Kahlo, when you go through liberated. something. She was that, extremely liberated. She, you yeah. know, she experienced so much pain. And she said, you know what? Nobody's going to stop me from enjoying life. I've, exactly. I've, I've made it through this. And it was horrible what happened to her, you know, when she yeah. was young. So, no. well, we should get back to Hawaii. <laughs> I know. And speaking of that, in closing, I want to say, would you say, because I know you do a lot of solo travel as a woman, and then you do guided trips as well, which which is good, like if you're going out with a kayaking and, and things like right. that. So for single women traveling, would this be a good place to go if you want an oh, adventure? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's perfectly safe. Of course, you want to keep a consciousness of, you know, uh, anywhere, yeah. anywhere that you want to be sensitive to, you know, people going on in the area. I mean, there is. I, when I was at the beach and I was by myself, I took my little beach bag and I put it over. I said to the lifeguard, can I put my stuff here? Now, I don't know that there's a lot of thievery or petty thievery, but, you know, that's everywhere. Yep. And he said, absolutely sure. Would you like to put it over here closer to me? I mean, I think you can be travel safely solo but have a consciousness that the world can you know there's things going on in the world all over the place you know? mm -hmm. exactly and swimming that's always been a problem like do you dig your 
your bag into a hole somewhere. Right. What do you yeah. because, you, because when you're traveling, you have to have your car keys and your wallet or whatever. I mean, you have your to phone. have something. Your phone. So, yeah. So, yeah, I I didn't want to ask a stranger, but a lifeguard? Yes. Yeah. You know, even absolutely. when I'm here in California, by the way, when I go swimming, I put my bag, I say to someone who's I, I know is sitting there for a while, you know, and I say, do you mind if I put my stuff by you while That's, I take yeah. my swim? You know, I mean, I just have a consciousness for the fact. And don't take I, 10 years on your swim either. You have to be conscious right. of them. Right. Yeah. And in terms of safety, if you do the Nepali Coast Trail, I want you to go on to the park site and they have a safety video there. And it alerts you to the fact that many people drown. Mm -hmm. uh, they can have, uh, once again, natural disasters. They can have flash floods. The mountains, these mountains at the top are the wettest mount spot in the world. It, they have wow, tremendous yeah. amount of rain there. And if they have a rainstorm and it causes flash floods down below, on this trail, you are crossing a river. Okay? Yeah. And people, silly people, aren't wearing the proper kind of shoes, you know, aren't carrying enough water, you know, doing the thing. And people do get hurt and they do drowned and all these things happen another one is the queen's bath it's on Kauai. it's a little further up the coast from here and it's famous you know it's a beautiful place and a lot of tourists want to go there well unfortunately rogue waves have come up and taken people out of that rock wow. circle that's called the queen's bath and the hawaiians the local people warn people they say don't go there you know it can be very uh, you know, dangerous, but they do. And so people do get hurt. Why? Because they're not paying attention. And as I say, this safety, if you are going on that trail, you definitely want to watch this safety video. It's just that simple. Yeah, I think but because it ruins your, I mean, it can, you, you could die, number one, but you know, it's the same. I mean, I, I say that whenever we talk about the national park sites and stuff, I, I always say go there because like avalanches can happen anywhere and anything can happen anywhere with the weather. And I, you know, lived in the, the Southwest for so long and people, I, I remember a friend, you know, hanging out with us and we were going to drive to Vegas and we were out in Joshua tree area when we lived there. And I said, no, monsoon's coming. We need to drive. He's like, look, it's a completely blue sky. There's no monsoon. Yeah, I said, no, it's coming. And when it came, we were driving. I finally got his butt in the car. I'm like, get in the car. <laughs> and we're driving through the back roads of the Mojave preserve about fires there's another one it's devastating to me but we're driving and you could see this monsoon wave it was like the ocean going across the desert and i'd never seen it in that view and he just looked at me and he was the quietest i mean he's quiet he, i mean he's he talks more than me which he wins awards for and he went quiet all of us went quiet and we all looked at each other and did the oh you know <laughs> we're going down and and it it was freaky because it came fast and you just saw it like this ocean wave. Well, and we're got all, to know. Be prepared. Right, right. We're all dealing in the world of climate change, which is bringing all this radical weather to us. And I think sunstroke is a real serious thing. I mean, I when I hiked in uh, Colorado, I was silly. Um, it you know was hotter there, the altitude, the whole thing, you know, and mm -hmm. my hands were trembling. Uh, but I wouldn't stop. Uh, you know, uh, fortunately, I survived, right? But it was stupid. And I'm, 
I'm older now. I keep saying that I'm older. Yeah. But there is some wisdom that comes with age. Well, I, I, I've also said various places. Yeah. I, I've also learned um, if take a hat if you can, but if you take extra water with you, and I'm seeing the National Park Service yeah. now doing trail guides going, how many things of water you need per trail? They're like, here's a like little infographics, this trail, one jug of water, you know, like your actual water containers, you know this many this is how many you need to give people like an insight of what they need and i think that's brilliant because we're so visual but if you take like a cloth with you and you can if you're starting to go down with heat always carry a soda if you can for electrolytes right. and sugar but if you have a cloth and you have water and you can cool yourself off with that cloth on your back of your neck and on the top of your head right. or it really obviously yeah, get into shape yeah. I'm going to give you, uh, when uh, for your show notes here, I'll give you a link to the five safest beaches on Kauai. Oh, cool. I that's great. Nice for people to have. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. Honolulu no, I... Bay is definitely safe for swimming, and um, that's, you know, on the North Shore. And then on the east side is the Lydgate Beach. Uh, that I mentioned. And then on the South Shore is Poipu. But I also found one on the way to Allerton Gardens. I noticed uh, people, a lot of local people having a picnic at this beach park and children playing in this marina. And I went, that looks safe enough for me. <laughs> so I stopped there on the way back. And as I say, they always have restrooms and changing areas and so on took a dip. It was so lovely, um, you know, and I was laying on the sand afterwards, resting up and a giant seal, I mean, a huge seal came galumphing up next door to me, like right next door to me, like blowing his nose at me, you know. Like, honey. hello. Yeah, I went, and I went, oh my God, I wonder what else was in there. <laughs> that's so funny he's just like oh that looks like a good spot i'll go hang out with her yeah that's really cool. so it was me and a couple of yachts and this gigantic seal and of course oh, that's somebody, awesome somebody told me there were turtles in there you know they're doing a big thing to save the turtles mm. and so there are a lot of turtles because they are protecting them that's awesome it sounds like you had a wonderful time before you I go did. i want to know favorite meal that you had there like if you're going to give a taste of Hawaii what would it be well at the Holo Holo Grill which is the restaurant that's in the Koloa Landing Resort um, I had their version of a poke bowl and it was really really delicious with all sorts of fusion of different flavors not just you know tuna poke is tuna um, and I really really enjoyed that Plus they had, but I also love this Japanese. Uh, oh, I didn't tell you about the Kaloa, Old Town Kaloa, which is also very close to the landing. And um, there they had, um, you know, lots of little restaurants and places, but they had a Japanese grocery store where you could get oh. all the different fruits, dragon fruit and papaya. Oh, and I love dragon fruit. That. And they had teriyaki chicken and things like that that you could take to the beach because I like to take a picnic to the beach. I always like to have, you know, snacks for the beach. So uh, that was very cool. And and they had the best ice cream I've ever tasted in the world. So, <laughs> oh man, it sounds like you had a good time. I, I love this. I, I love it. I did. I'm so grateful that I was able to go. And as I say, you know, I feel like my old self. I have to admit, I was a little, 
um, what? Mm, I'd been dealing with some health issues. So oh. I'm free now again. I feel like my old me again. Oh, that's awesome. So that's true rejuvenation. Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. So that's awesome. Everyone, uh, again, uh, Linda's article is up on nationalparktraveling.com. I'll link it from the show notes and add also the link she says about the safe beaches to that. You can right. also go to gohawaii.com. On there, you'll find a section for Kauai, and that's K-A-U-A-I. I'll also link that in the show notes. And also keep up with Linda at lostangeladventures.com. And her also for her author novels, go to lindabaloauthor.com. Of course, uh, we had a touch on Wainani and, uh, you know, Embrace the Wild, uh, Isabella Bird. It, it all goes there. So thank you so much for uh, joining us. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Lisa. Really appreciate it. And everyone, aloha. thank you for listening. To, yeah, aloha. aloha. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening here on Big Blend Radio. Keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Okay.